I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Liverpool win the Community Shield as Darwin dazzles. And you can't believe that a brand new Premier League season starts next weekend. Toronto FC's evolution stalled by the revolution on turf again. And it came home. England had to wait an extra year, but an extra time Chloe Kelly made England the champions of Europe. How you doing, everybody? This is This Just In on Footy Prime. I'm Brendan Dunlop, joined by Craig Forrest out in Vancouver and James Sharman, surprisingly sober, it seems, after celebrating England's first trophy since 1966. That's a good point, B. That's a good point, actually, because I'm not working today, apart from this, which isn't really work. I should be drunk. Yeah, what a waste. Kind of oh, I've got beer here. I've got my first I, I beer here. I don't understand so. it. I do not understand it, Charms. I know. It's like That's a the really first good European Championship for England, and the women are the ones that did it. And it's they've amazing. only been playing for twenty years, really. <laughs> well, you know, in the broadcast, they were talking about the first England women's captain from nineteen eighty-four. Just think about that. Mm. The first women's captain, nineteen eighty-four. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so new. Um, but we keep hearing this term legacy and this being a legacy event. I really hope it is because even now I heard some stats, read some stats about UK and England and how still, I think over half the high schools in England don't have soccer for, for girls. Yeah. Over half of them, something like 60%, which is just Mm -hmm. ludicrous. You hope that changes now, because I tell you what, 85,000 fans at Wembley, I'm sure they would have smashed some TV records today as well. We'll find out about that tomorrow. It had that big feel. It was a proper football match. It was a great occasion. And yeah, it's funny. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, you know, I'll be perfectly honest with you guys. And you guys can, you know, tell us your your journey to enjoying women's soccer, right? But I didn't always like it. You know, I'll be perfectly, you know, this podcast, we're honest, right? And, you know, for, for many years I watched it, you know, and I, I respected it. I, I covered it, but I didn't like it necessarily. Um, but things began to change in 2012 when mm-hmm. Canada started doing well and winning trophies and medals. And then last year, when they won the Olympic gold, emotion came into the picture for me for the first time watching women's soccer. I had an emotional response to Canada winning a gold medal. And then fast forward a year, and that emotion is very much back again. I have two teams internationally. And my God, what a great, great day that was today. So mm-hmm. hands up. Listen, I admit it. You know, I'm, I was probably part of the problem, but I very much respect it and love it now. That's for sure. I think you've nailed it. Emotion. I think that's what uh, the, this is tournament in particular, certainly in uh, in England. And I think it's going to be all of Europe as well, because we're seeing this absolute boom in women's football and league football, international football, um, and where it stands today. Uh, the the quality of the game, the improvement there. Because you're right, Charms. I mean, we covered it. I mean, the first tournament, uh, well, I nearly covered it, the under-19 Women's World Cup, which is now the under-20 Women's World Cup. But when uh, that was basically Christine Sinclair's uh, hello to Canada in that tournament where they, they nearly won it. And, uh, you know, since then, 
you know, the Canadian team has been competitive and they've had a, a big head start too on, on a lot of countries, including England. They would have absolutely smashed England in the early 2000s because there was no investment. Like I saw it over there. There was like nothing. Never saw a women's game on a park. Never saw a woman kick a football, a girl, nothing. And they've gone from zero to 60 like that. And and now you're looking at the development and the clubs and the money and the resources that they're putting in. And now you're getting the audiences. So pretty soon we'll stop talking about the fact that you're selling out Wembley Stadium. It'll become a norm, certainly in England. And I think we're going to see it in Europe as well. We saw it at uh, the Camp Nou in Spain in league football, I believe that was. Um, so it's incredible what we're watching. And I think it was a massive moment and it was important. I think for Germany's fine. They've won eight of those things. They've already won eight euros. They've been an absolute juggernaut. They're fine. Uh, so I think it was really important that England won that. Mm-hmm. It may be more important they didn't go to penalties because oh, 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 losing two euros and two euros at, at home on pens would have been just too much to bear. Let, let's be honest. Um, this might sound like snobbery, but the reality is... English football dictates almost the world narrative. It just does because the Premier League is the biggest league in world football, right? And there's no argument about that right now. It dictates it. The money is in English football. Since the WSL came aboard and those Premier League clubs began investing in those teams, it's become very important. So now for England to actually take it seriously and win a championship, it can only be good for the global impact, I think, on the game. Yeah, 100%. Not to mention, too, that the international language of football media is still largely English as well, right? And this is an argument that fans of other leagues that uh, are not the English Premier League have, is that there's just not enough English media, English-speaking media covering it, pushing uh, you know a narrative or pushing a spotlight. And you're going to have that with the women's game, absolutely, because the English are at the top of it at the moment, right? Or certainly near the top. And what you said earlier, two charms is perfect. Um, you know, for me... Uh, it was also 2012 and Christine Sinclair paid attention to the women's team before, obviously p- professionally, but as a, as a fan with an interest and hoping that, uh, you know, the, the women's game could, could not just be explosive, but be entertaining and be competitive because the Canadian men's national team at that time just wasn't competitive. So for me, that 2012, that's when the passion started. That's, that's when the, the passion started and the interest, but it's really like the accessibility of it in the last few years, is what's I think made it explode to this point where, as you say, yeah, it, it felt like a big final, like a mm-hmm. just like the final did twelve months ago, and that would not be the case if people didn't value the access to it to make it look a spectacle on TV. And if we just got to that point here with soccer in general, you know, the all the constant argument we have or the talks we have about, well, these big companies don't want to spend for these rights because they don't think people are watching. If you just spent a little bit more money, if you just invented, invested a little bit more into something that's already popular and exciting, mm-hmm. um, you can take it to whole new heights. So it's great that women's football is, is still growing. And like the, the sky is absolutely the limit when you see the money that they poured in, the infrastructure that they've already had. It's Victor mm-hmm. Montagnani highlighted, right? That's why England has caught up so quickly. And think about the yeah. World Cup here in 2015, right, Craig? When England beat Canada in the quarters, that was an upset. England had no business being in the quarterfinal or competing with a team that would, you know, um, had been on two Olympic podiums or would have been on two Olympic podiums mm-hmm. shortly thereafter. And now England are the uh, the top of Europe. Yeah, and they're strong, aren't they? Like they're just physically very, very strong all over the place. Germans, typical Germans, but I mean, with the German team, like I said, have been, you know, just a juggernaut for so many years. You see Jill Scott come on today. Jill Scott's been there. She's seen the uh, the low points of women's English football. She's been there for a long time when it meant nothing. And she gets on in that second half and she's got such tenacity. It's great to see. And watching uh, uh, Prince William give her that, that really, you know, beautiful embrace giving her the medal you know they, they've he's the president of the fa right he, he knows her very very well and just so she, mm-hmm. for her it's like wow this is it i'm 35 years old i i've been such a servant for my country and for the game in general across europe certainly yeah I've she probably felt that. like she was on level pegging with uh with him <laughs> yep. did you say prince william is the president of the fa yeah wow i did not know that 
is it yeah, always it's, it's like an, honor, it's, it's an honorary position right okay is it president okay. or chairman whatever it is but it's an honorary position has been for right. years oh okay has it been other royals that have had it previously yeah i'm not sure whether it's bestowed to a royal regardless it might christ probably it's oh. stupid but uh, he actually does like football he's a villa fan right he is yeah, and, yeah I know. Uh, so apparently he does take that that position quite seriously and here i am defending the royals which is very rare so i'll just stop right now before i talk myself yeah. into trouble he had, a, he had a tough week last week william yeah you guys got your head up your ass I'm not paying attention to any royal yeah, news because you you missed my joke it went right over top of you guys it did so, help me out because i really yeah explain to me what well if you went uh, on twitter and you put hashtag pegging into uh and and uh, william will pop up Pegging. Okay. yeah okay. it was something I, uh, I, I i did not know uh what it was to be honest with you i was prince was oh, prince of pegging trends oh shit what is this <laughs> it's a sexual practice pegging uh -oh. okay can i read it out well of course yeah. i can well, you fine. go right ahead okay <laughs> pegging is a sexual practice in which someone usually with a vagina performs anal sex on someone else by penetrating their anus with a strap-on dildo. That's pegging. And, I'm, I'm, oh, God. Oh, Prince, what? This is the first I've heard of this. <laughs> That's why when I said I said maybe she feels like she's on equal e pegging. Equal it went peg. right over top of it. I'm like, you guys, <laughs> e either my internet sucks or you guys went right over top of you. <laughs> I just thought I wasn't being smart enough. Because I often have this. I show. didn't know what it was either. You, you learn shit on Footy Prime, man. It's you just so what, never know what it might be. He's been <laughs> That's accused. Motto. Of it. Accused. I mean, accused. I mean, can you really accuse someone of this? Yeah, it's apparently, just, it's he just apparently had an affair, and uh, and uh, this came out that this was one of his things. Really? It's like it's like the term cottaging, right? I had no idea what that was either until until it became. I think George Michael made it popular. And then there's dogging. All these terms, you know what? It's a beautiful language, the English language. <laughs> the Urban Dictionary. B, B, do you know what cottaging is, B? No, I don't. Okay. I don't either, and I'm not sure I want to. Yeah. Well, no, I think we've, we may have learned enough in this sector. <laughs> JC knows what it is. Wow. <laughs> JC is here as well. Hello, JC. I'm sorry I didn't acknowledge you off the top. It's just habit. If I give the mic to Wonger, I never get it back. So. Well, that's the thing. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I like just being in the in the in the wings and the shadows, and I like let you guys run with it. And I'm proud of all of you. When when you just go to town, and you have a great show. So I'll take my leave. Love you guys. Bye bye. And cottaging, by the way, is uh... now. I don't know 100 percent if I'm right about this, but it's I think it's when gentlemen uh, gather with other gentlemen in uh, sort of outdoorish. Uh, areas public and, washrooms isn't it yeah I, yeah so it's outdoor ish but mm -hmm. it's like truck truck stops etc and yeah it's 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 a thing it's folks like what they like so cool and then there's oh, dogging okay. which is apparently peering into car windows i believe oh. when when things are going on in said car you know we need jimmy and dan here because for sure they'd know what these things are 100 sure. yeah 100 wow <laughs> Do you think anyone mentioned this to Prince William today, or do you think it was off limits? Like, you see, the Prince don't mention the pegging. I mentioned <laughs> well, it once, but I think I got away with it. It wouldn't be nobody in his circle. But that would have been tough. That would have been that would have been incredibly tough for him today. Yeah, yeah. It's Ooh. like he needed that. That he needed a couple of weeks to let that sort of slide a bit. But it's been tough <laughs> of everything's in England right now. So to imagine. Speak how on edge security must be like, oh God, can we do a seating arrangement? There's a bloody woman named Peggy, two seats over. Every time they call her bloody name, I think we're going to have a go. You know what though? I'm actually, I'm actually really quite proud of myself and the others on this show, Siphon Craig, that we don't know that he was accused of this or he's been embroiled in this controversy because it means we're not like, you know, the people we follow on Twitter aren't this tabloid dirt. We only follow serious journalists. Yeah. Well, I was actually just curious what this hashtag pegging was at the time. So it tapped on that and then William came up and all sorts of other stuff. And then, you, you know, you, you kind of look around. Then I'm like, what is it? Wow. Jeez. So, yeah, well, good for him for, for standing up anyway. And yeah. 
Craig, this just goes to prove that uh, you know you you do read the internet. You just don't want to read are the articles, great articles that we send you from the Athletic because you don't want to pay for the subscription. But Hello Magazine, <laughs> we got that, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm your yeah. I'm kind of the uh, the uh, Hollywood <laughs> news section. I like this. What's going on? No, we should all have our specialties, right? We all have our specialties. Charms yeah. is dark comedy. Jimmy is like change room, room stories. <laughs> You know, mine is like games that you guys aren't watching. That's my specialty, usually. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Tabloid stacks. Knowledge. Could be a new segment. Tabloid stacks. Into the show, tabloid stacks. Okay, Craig, what's happening today in the rumor mills off the pitch? <laughs> I would love to do this. We'll, we'll pick a day. Maybe it's like a Friday, right, with news and such. Uh, Craig, you've heard the story. We used to have a segment on the Hardcore Footy Show on Sirius that Charms and I did with Chris and Jack that was called Man in the Mirror. And it was just our excuse to play the Michael Jackson song because we had the right to it. <laughs> you did? And Charmin would read a story from the Daily Mirror, like the most random thing, like, finish couple, lose golf ball in whatever. And that would be the story. There's always <laughs> something that makes you raise an eyebrow. <laughs> finish couple, lose golf ball. Where did that come from? <laughs> Your mind is in a dark place, man. Jesus. My, my mind? Not how did you, how did you get that here? song? The rights. I mean, getting rights. Songs, like, right. Is, you know what they're called. Rights are for losers, Craig. Oh, It's hardcore sports radio. We do what the hell we want. Oh, <laughs> I see. Satellite radio. It's where two wrongs could, in fact, make a right. Yeah. It's easier to beg forgiveness and ask permission. That was the mandate set aside by the uh, superset hardcore sports this, radio. This was also the beginning of social media, too. So there wasn't exactly like a Twitter police or someone that would tag the CRTC or whoever it was, right. which would definitely be the case now. Definitely. I still don't understand how all of these accounts exist on Instagram, these amateur accounts that use actual video footage, because uh, we had an account that did that once, and then it was banned. So what the hell? How come these other losers can get away with it? It's because they're losers, and we're important. That's mm. why. <sighs> Sometimes, you know, music, when you talk about music and uh, using it on any types of show, it's it's usually very expensive, like the big bands. And depending on how much you use, how many seconds you use. And when you watch an NFL game, you know, you, you just look at their budget. When you start hearing all, so, all these oh. top artists and these songs going to break, you know. But and it works like though, that. right? It, it oh. works. When you use the right song, it just changes the whole tone of the piece. I love the right yeah. music. Oh, it's just yeah. it's brilliant. But it might actually be twenty, fifty, sixty, hundred thousand dollars. You know, depending on who that artist is and what they want for that song and how long you use it for. It's it's not cheap. No, okay, it's not, not in Canada. But they could have had a whole soccer department, in, in, but instead they chose to uh, mm -hmm. play well-known songs going to break. Yeah, I mean a lot of that stuff. When you look at Olympic video, um, good example would be Sidney Crosby in Vancouver, two thousand and ten. When was the last time you saw that goal on TV? That's a good point. It's been a long time. Because it costs so much. Even though we in Canada hosted the event, had the rights, Canadian content at one time, as soon as that uh, tournament finishes, it then becomes their property and Olympics uh, charge a ton of money. Yeah. So you yeah. don't see anybody use it. The Olympics and FIFA are historically very strict when it comes to rights. Like even to the point where at the radio station we would be you know, watching the Olympics and there would be someone's job to go around and mute every monitor so mm -hmm. that it didn't get picked up over the mic because at least on terrestrial radio, if this was the, at the fan, you always ran the risk that someone was listening just for that. And they could it's crazy. Quite yeah. a That's interesting that. because, you know, Canada's going to the World Cup in November and then, you know, it's on TSN and they can use the hell out of it. And then when it ends, I wonder how long that goes and we could be in a situation where we have, you know, you know, Alfonso scoring a goal like against Panama that people love to see over and over again. And we might not see it. We just might not because of those uh, fees. Maybe we'll have to get Victor back on here and get a get a deal with him to show it. What well, we should do. That, no, what we, we should do. license? Yes. Yeah. No, no, what we should do, guys, we should get one of those those Lego animators. There's someone out there. It's easy to do, right? Stop cap, stop motion, right? And every great yeah. play Canada does, we just have a Lego version that mm -hmm. we just play, right? That's the way around it. No one would even notice. I right? tell you, we lead the league in ideas that we will never execute. <laughs> I know, we do. We do. By the way, that I mean, is a great idea. 
Can you do Remember, that? Leave the promos to me, and you start doing Lego animation for these things we talk about. I honestly think that'd be the best workflow decision that we can make going into. Yeah, do it on the beach Qatar. there over in Qatar. Do it on the beach, and it'll yeah. take you about, you know, I don't know, 16 hours probably to finish it all. Well, it depends how good the goal was, Craig, because if, if I've got to do, like, some kind of, like, swivel, hippie, Fonzie thing, yeah, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> That's a great description. <laughs> JC, I have a solution to this. Um, now, no, when I was a young man, I used to make stop motion photography or stop motion videos, and they Jesus. were wonderful. Here we are. Yeah, but it would take. I'll tell you this: to do about eight seconds of 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 a stop motion video, one hour. Oh, if you're moving it every ten seconds, or so sure, because it's every. It's, it's that's a, what I mean. That's what I mean. You'd it's be a there long for, right. Every frame. Knows. Every frame. Now, yeah. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's about it's about every let's say every. Point two seconds. So it's like, da, 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 da. but here's the solution. There has been a real drop off, okay, lately in the use of marionettes. Uh, you see in <laughs> film and television. I mean, I think the, the most recent one I can think of would be Team America World Police. Great film, classic. Great. Oh my um, God. Gary, have you ever exactly. seen a man eat his own head? Exactly. But that has really come down. So <laughs> I want to put a little something out there. If there are anyone listening, who happens to be a marionette um, fascinator, like someone someone who makes marionettes? Perhaps you could, you know, get in touch with us. So not only could we make, you know, generic marionettes in order to, uh, you know, recreate these goals, maybe we could get six marionettes for the Footy Prime Gang. So maybe we don't even need to do that three on three on an actual pitch. We could have the marionettes do it, <laughs> and then we just voice it over. Just a thought, JC out. I, I think like it's a that. great idea. I love yeah. that. Maybe I have an impression that I've that. thought that I bet Nigel, for some reason, I bet Nigel has marionettes yeah. at his disposal. I bet he does. I'm Do reaching you, out to him as we speak. Do you know what hit me the other day when we were on with Deech? And Deech was sounding all professional. If you've not Deech listened cool. to News and Such, by the way, Danny Dicchio, uh, California has changed the man. As, uh, as Charmin called him out, who the hell is this serious professional coach here? Um, yeah. is that there is a stable of people that have no idea about the bullshit we got up to in Dan Wong's backyard. And when we say Nigel Nigelson, they think it was a coach that Jimmy had at Bristol. <laughs> and they have no idea of the bizarro shit that happened when we were living through COVID as each other's so, therapy. Should, should Nigel come back, do you think? A little appearance no. at some point soon? No. I think we, he should. No, I think... Yeah, you're, yeah no. I think Nigel... <laughs> There are some things you, you you said to me once, um, Charms. You know, while that was a great moment in my life, the ship has sailed, and I feel as though Nigel being on a, is on a ship because he's not allowed in most countries. Well, he's not allowed he's in, in the prison. He's definitely he's in ship. He's in prison. What are you talking about? Same with Travis Payne. <laughs> Travis Payne was great. We can talk about him. You know, for those who remember, but bringing him back, this is a different time. Well, I've noticed that Nigel's been retweeting us recently. I've noticed that. So he's, he's not too far away. Maybe there's a computer in jail. He can Maybe there is. Have yeah. you, uh, JC, have you, ever, have you ever gone down prison TikTok? There's a whole world. I didn't realize that prisoners could have cell phones. So are these like burner phones that are given through like they well, slip them can't be the a burner phone or? if it's the burner phones do like video to do TikTok. I well, think now they have do. a smartphone. Well, I mean, they're burner smartphones now, I would think. I mean, they get smuggled in between the cheeks of, you know, loved ones, I would assume. There are accounts like, like you know, prisoners who are in here for time, and they're pumping out a TikTok a day. Well, I mean, the, here's the thing. You can fashion a shiv in prison out of almost anything, like a toothbrush, and just jab at people. Maybe you can fashion a, uh, a, a smartphone out of, you know, uh, an old brick of cheese. I'm not sure. I'm not in prison yet, but perhaps that's a thing. But if not, I would like to get involved with this whole prisoner uh, phone uh, situation. The chance we have are, a 3D printers in, in the shop. Maybe. These that's prisoners it. don't have the mindset probably to figure that out from a block of cheese. Hmm. I don't know, Craig. There's this white-collar criminals now, right? From the dot-com space. Smart Maybe that's... Not That's many. Maybe, yeah, not many in jail. That's for sure. It's you're you're right. It's like the mid management guy who like thought he was 
at the top of the operation, those are the ones that get sent to jail. Well, you I know was, who's you know who's in prison though. B is like uh, uh, Jim Ball Silly. Who's in prison? Uh, well, uh, there's uh, Pharma Jim Bro. Silly. Pharma Bro. Is Jim Ball Silly in prison? I don't know. I thought that's where you were going with this. He no, was I was going to go with like a guy like Pharma Bro. See, we're thinking of like the the traditional, you know prison with these like hard dudes but there's a lot of folks that are in prison for like white collar crimes we call them but they're like horrible crimes that affect everybody they've but so they've locked up pharma bro oh absolutely oh he's in there for a long time do you from know what from what i'm aware no i have no idea who pharma bro is craig shall we no okay let's no. turn over the let's turn over the news outlet to jc <laughs> i'm gonna put myself on mute pharma bro was a gentleman named Oh, I forget. It doesn't matter what his name is. doesn't matter. So this is the guy that he was at 32 or 33 years old, somehow became the head of a pharmaceutical company. This pharmaceutical company happened to make uh, a drug for, uh, a, I believe it was AIDS. AIDS. It was, it was, it was to help combat, you know, AIDS, uh, you, you know, AIDS. So, yeah. Um, and he took the price from, I, let's just say it was $2 a shot to $500 a shot. I don't know the numbers exactly. Exactly. He was the most hated guy for a couple of years just out there because this man, this young boy, this Mm -hmm. asshole, um, took something that was a lifesaver. It'd be like taking insulin that costs you 50 cents that keeps you alive and jacking it up to $1,000. That's kind of what they do in the States, isn't it? Exactly. But this is the loophole he was exploiting. That's it. And he was absolutely in his right to do it, which is immoral as hell, but he did it and he got so hated. And then he sort of ran with that yeah and he ran with that hatred he realized that the more that he was getting hated on the the worst things i guess the worst that he did people talked about him more and maybe it gave him more notoriety for instance wu-tang clan a wonderful group uh they're out of the united states out of uh out of uh staten island if you haven't checked them out check them out they're up and coming really great they released (laughs) a record it was a one-time deal and it was 10 million bucks i believe for this album, they only made one copy of. So farm, so they put it out there and they're like, who's going to buy this $10 million once in a lifetime Wu-Tang album that no one would ever hear? Unless you bought it, you'd never hear it. And who bought it? Especially if you never heard of Wu-Tang Gang. That's Wu-Tang Gang. Those, <laughs> them too. I think they did it as well. Craig, so, you don't know Wu-Tang Clan? Come on. They're Come nothing on. to F with, just so you know. Oh my God. So this farmer bro... <laughs> Who's I gotta know his name? Somebody, somebody's gotta look it up. I guess I'll look it up. Um, I'm captivated listening to you stumble through this story, JC. Yeah, I'm not fair looking enough. up anything. No one said that I was uh, eloquent in any sense of the form. Unless there's a script in front of me, I'm no good at stuff. <laughs> I'm so anyway, he, he bought this ten million dollar record and said he was going to destroy it. So he essentially wanted to take away this wonderful piece of music Art. from the Wu Tang Clan. Not to mention all of the hardship and horrible, you know, probably deaths that came from him jacking the price up of this life-saving and life-altering drug that that took care of people who are, had AIDS and the HIV virus, I believe. So this guy is a real piece of... Uh, Martin Scarelli is his name, I believe. Yeah. Um, anyway, the most hated guy in America. Documentary, right? I think so. Clearly. Yes. Clearly. So anyway, okay. that, I don't remember how we started this, but that's who the guy is, and, uh, you know, keep keep buying newspapers. Did, yeah. <laughs> well, if we read more newspapers, the, clearly that's the proof. Maybe we would know. Well, Craig does, apparently. So. Only tabloids, though. <laughs> what do you think the newspapers will be saying about Erling Holland? Nice segue. Monday? That was smooth. <laughs> ben City's prize signing looked like a fish out of water at Leicester's King Power Stadium. Didn't you think, Craig? In Liverpool's yeah, he looked, a little, uh, looked like he had a good summer. Look, he had a good summer. I also feel as though we say this all the time that like the summer evaporates, just flies by. But honestly, I feel like these big clubs just got to the States. I know it's maybe it's been a week and a half. We've been talking about El Clasico. I guess that was eight days ago, a couple of Wednesday shows ago at in Vegas. But that the fact that the season's starting, it just feels like there's not enough time. And that game in particular, and I don't remember this in previous seasons. I don't know if this is just recency bias. Charms, doesn't it feel like they're usually in some type of form when the community shield starts. Um, well, I know Darwin Nunez was. He sure was. I know. But as a whole, <laughs> wouldn't you say 
We can go to the praise of Darwin, my new favorite Premier League player, once Ronaldo leaves. Darwin Nunez will be that player. Well, but didn't it seem as though everyone was a step behind? That's what I was getting at. Uh, I, 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 it's not often a great match, right? It's an odd mm. one. It's always been, even back in its charity shield days, it was a bit of an odd one. Mm-hmm. But I mean, often it takes, you watch the Premier League or any league, the first month of the season, there's some odd results, some strange performances. Mm-hmm. It's just a strange time to find your feet. So, yeah, you're right. No one's in, in, in top form just yet, but that's why they call it, he's in mid-season form. They're not saying he's in early season form. That's well, and, it, and it, even that aside, they haven't had that much time off, right? So physically, they're in pretty good shape. I still think mentally they're just burnt out. Like I, I think I can remember just when you're playing internationally in the summer and you've got like a week and a half off and you're back doing preseason. And, and then these clubs and managers, they bitch about how many games they're playing and the travel and this, that, and the other. Okay, you have to play your preseason games. But the best thing you could do for those players, if that's what you're really worried about, is you play locally. Play them locally. But they want to take that opportunity to make literally millions of dollars. So they're going to travel these guys over to Asia. They're going to travel them over to North America. They're going to play in different time zones. They'll be trying to train. They'll be trying to get ready for the Premier League. And bang, next thing you know, you're at this Community Shield. And the Premier League started next week. I still think there's a there's a fair bit of burnout there. And uh, it'll be very interesting to see how this league starts. Yeah, no, good point. And it does seem as though like the burnout is more prominent in the last few years, obviously, um, with the more and more games that these top players have been playing. Mm-hmm. Right? For as heartbroken as Mohamed Salah must be to not be at the World Cup with Egypt, I'm pretty sure his body will be thankful. Don't you mm-hmm. think? Yeah, yeah. 100%. This point I think, I think that, that, that is um, a really fascinating thing to watch this season. Him and Haaland, both of them missing out on the on the World Cup. Like, What do they do in that month? Obviously, there'll be sports science departments having them have matches planned just for those guys, for the guys that aren't in the World Cup. They'll be hitting their form once again, I'm sure. Once uh, when, I'm not sure when the Prem, when does it resume after the World Cup? 21st is the final. It's probably Boxing Day or something, right? Ridiculous, I imagine. Good, good point. Let's see here. But it's it's going to be really fascinating how those guys are prepared. And I think guys who are such impact yeah. players like Haaland and Salah, that could be key to those seasons, you know, for the mm-hmm. second half of the campaign. And the World Cup really is, we knew this already, that it's going to make this Premier League season and all domestic seasons so strange, right? Like it, it really is going to be, I think, feel like a tale of two seasons like a Clausura and an Apertura. Do you agree, Sean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, definitely the, the, the two halves, for sure. And from a managerial standpoint, like we, we alluded to in the last podcast, if you've had a tough first half of the season until December or November, you can fire your coach and potentially by the end of, or midway through even, the World Cup, the whole ton of good quality managers available. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. And that window in January will be really interesting because you know how it is World Cup years. Guys have a great couple of games and suddenly they're worth 40, 50 million. The, 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 uh, the, the resist, well, not Rosicki, who's the guy I'm thinking of back in the United, um, oh my God. Resist. United signed him back in the 90s. Karol Baborski, the Karol Baborski oh. or the Milan Barros syndrome, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 You make a good point though about that, about November and the World Cup too. And I bet you there's managers sort of halfway, you know, and, down the table to the bottom, probably have a points total that probably you know, think about which is which would keep them their jobs. Because I think you're right. If there's a time to fire somebody, it'd be right there, right there at that yeah. moment. And that gives them a, a chance to get the other guy in for a few weeks. And- Give Big Sam, you know, a good month with, with his charges before you know, it kicks off again, right? Get that defensive shape back in place. Cause- yeah. Yeah. Well, he'll be at Everton, you know, in November yeah, again, <laughs> they got a new striker. That guy was great. Scored a penalty in which Everton game in the the charity yeah. match. Yeah, in the charity match, it was brilliant. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the penalty. That was amazing, wasn't it? Talking about yeah. the fan, the fan yeah. that yeah. they uh, that they treated by bringing on to take the penalty. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he had uh, yeah. delivered uh, several deliveries, I guess, of humanitarian aid to Poland that made its way to Ukraine. So. Um, yeah, they brought him on and, 
the goalkeeper didn't make much of an effort for it. No, I, <laughs> no. Say, like, I, I think you look like a dick if you say it, do they? You think so? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he could have made a bit of an effort to lean towards it. Yeah, he should have made an effort to make it look as though it was like, you know, real or something. Like he made it, yeah. Yeah, it did make it look like it was, he was conceding to a child. Yeah. You know, know, it's a bit like those videos. You know, those those videos and the the heartwarming videos, they're beautiful when they have like the the equipment boy (laughs) who who has a disability and and they bring him on to to make a dunk or a bucket or whatever, right? At the end of the game. And it's it's lovely, right? It felt a yeah. bit like this guy's a, a a normal dude, yeah, right. You know, I mean, he wasn't yeah. in the best shape, perhaps, but uh, you know, he wasn't <laughs> no, like a... he wasn't running to Poland. <laughs> <laughs> I no, don't he think he missed many meals on the way there. No, either. I think he may have stolen some of the meals. <laughs> He's a normal bloke that's done a special thing, uh, and an important important oh, thing for people who amazing. really need it. Yeah, right. No, so, but so you for imagine, him, for they, him. They, they, they set that up with a nice song, you know, slow motion, watching him come out there, like you say, you know, this beautiful moment. And then they get there and then the keeper saves it. And he happens to be Ukrainian, the country that he's trying to help. Thanks a lot. But if you're that guy, Craig, I mean, you wouldn't know this, right? Because you were a professional. Be JC myself, right? If we were that guy and we're given this opportunity, I would want the keeper to, tr- to show me what a real top keeper is all about here. Yeah. You know, and, and oh if he yeah, saves it, I wouldn't care how many pop. trips you you meant you 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 went to Kiev. I would uh, I would save your ass. You would have done, wouldn't you? You would have saved yeah. it. Yeah, you're a prick though. <laughs> <laughs> and then get in his face, fucking loser. That's all you got. Uh, See, if I stepped up there and thought I'm gonna put it in the top corner, like I'm really gonna I'm really gonna have a go, the same way that I'm thinking about scoring goals on Jimmy. But I I know what'll happen. I'll be looking in the top right corner, and I'm gonna put it right at his face, like right in his hands, right? So if that's the case in this charity game and you're the goalie and you're like, look, I don't want to stop this ball, but you've given it right to me. Like, yeah, he's, right. does he step to the right? Does he fall over? Like, I put the Make keeper in choose. a really compromising position. He'd look Give at me and be like, choice. what is your problem? Yeah. Why yeah. would you do that? If he shot it right at you and you just sort of let it like, go through you, that would have been really, <laughs> really shitty. Although, yeah. just to be fair, I mean, the shot was, it was lucky it made the back of the net. <laughs> But. He picked the corner, though, at least. <laughs> his slide on his knees. That was great, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. It was a nice oh, was moment, amazing. let's be honest. It was. I loved it, yeah. It was the highlight of their preseason. It was, yeah. He had a nice embrace with Frank Lampard there, and then he'd come on for Deli Alley, who also had a nice embrace with him. I loved the, the big badge kiss. He was on top of the world. So pretty, uh, pretty cool moment. Cristiano Ronaldo was back, returned to Manchester United's lineup, started in their final friendly. A 1-1 draw at Old Trafford against Rio Vallecano. So his first uh, preseason appearance, he was taken off at halftime, though. Craig, he's going to start the season with United. Will he still be there when the transfer window closes? You know, I mean, there was, I don't know if you heard this, but apparently he left the stadium at before, half-time. The, game, before the game ended, yeah. Oh, I didn't hear Did that. Really, yeah. Freaky to, uh, baby. What a, I'm not used to you reading that. so much. This is so great. What other things do well, you know? It, it might be fake news for all I know, but it's just, you know, hey, <laughs> it's, it's better in the same paper as his right. last one. <laughs> it's from the showbiz section. It wasn't in the sports yeah. section. Back in the day, it used to be, you know, you got to make sure you, you know, you, you got to get it factually right. Now everybody just throws shit at the wall and it's just a True. matter of being first rather than right. That's what he hey, said. Great article. Was, did you see the article you guys? I did see that. Yeah, Dan Dan Lebatard. How do you pronounce his name again, B? Lebatard. Yeah, Lebatard, yeah. He was talking about it and how, you know, that that, that job, the, the breaking news journalist, the uh, the washes of the world, and just the how their minds work and, and what they go through. And I, I, it was a great article. Was it on The Athletic? I forget what it was now. Um, I should probably tweet it out. Because I, 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 I could never be that guy, you know. I've, no. I've worked with guys who are that guy who break stories mm. and first. That's number one. And I just can't mm. do it. I just find it insincere. You have to just be able to bullshit with the best of them and befriend everyone. I can't do it. I respect them because someone's got to do it. But ah, it's a dirty world. Well, I'm very thankful that you are mentoring an insider because uh, we have an inside scoop into what happens in and uh, local football. Well, Mikey's saying, yeah, but Mike, yeah, well, that, see, precisely. I can never do Mikey's job. He does it superbly. I could never do it. But yeah, I it was an interesting 
kind of behind the scenes into what that's like for Fabrizio Romano and Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, Schefter, just that type of life. And that, yeah, it's, it's taxing. I mean, I, how, how accurate is he? B? How accurate is Fabrizio Romano as a reporter? Yeah, he seems With very, goals. very bang on. Yeah, he's he he's the guy. He's the Woj of of soccer for sure. And I, and for someone what was that who... that article said, sorry, but in the article the the, the um, Woj does for his sources, he has like gift baskets or what? One of them. Just... One of them spends thousands of dollars a year on gifts. Yeah, for his sources. Yeah. Oh. And, is and that the, right? Eh. Yeah, and the other one was that uh, he puts together like a pitch deck for sources as to why he's the one that was Woj, i think actually i think that was Woj. yeah i wonder what i was thinking too i wonder what these guys think in seeing those stories come out um because for as much as i think it was told in the sense of let's have some empathy for these guys um you know how cutthroat and how shitty twitter can be in general oh there's probably you're right actually there's probably inside the club they're probably wondering who the mole is because some of the information that he gets is like okay Who's there's somebody in here talking? Don't you know though, Craig? In, in your team, like West Ham or Ipswich, clearly there's a mole. There's a mole at every club, right? Otherwise, rumors don't get started. You know, news isn't leaked. Did you guys have an idea though, who who those moles were? Was it was it? Well, like a, I mean, we didn't have social media either, right? So it, that's it was, true. It was, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it was. You might uh, have it. They they might have a word with a Sun journalist that's right, you know willing to write some shite. But mm-hmm. you look what happened recently with uh, Rooney and uh, Vardy's wife. Yeah. That just went went to court, and uh, Vardy's wife lost that because she, she was panning off information to the Sun newspaper for money. I mean, f- are you fucking kidding me? I didn't realize that that story finished. And her, yeah, and apparently her illegal bill is going to be two million pounds plus. You know what? Who's paying for that? Oh, Jimmy Vardy, he's going to have nothing left when he's finished. <laughs> I know, poor bastard, eh? He was a late Jesus. starter as well, right? Yeah. I know, it's true, right? He was, what, in his late 20s when he, when he kind of made it the big money coming through. So what was the penalty? What was the payout? Uh, I don't know exactly what the penalty was, but I think Vardy's wife lost the case, but her legal fees will be in the two two plus million pounds range they said oh mm-hmm. crazy yeah wow that happened to bruce grobelar too because bruce grobelar went to court over match fixing and in the court legally he actually won the case they couldn't find him guilty of match fixing so he rubbed his hands together and thought hmm i'm on for a lot of cash here i'm gonna hire a whole bunch of lawyers and then i'm gonna go after the sun newspaper and guess what he fucking lost they said, I don't know how you're not guilty. And then he had to pay legal fees for the Sun newspaper as well as his own. And it busted him. Yeah. Busted him. Bankrupt. He thought he was, was going to make uh, millions off I've, that. I think I've regaled this story before. Uh, Brian Budd, Budgie was good mates at Bruce. And uh, he'd go and stay with him in England. And the morning that Bruce got arrested for the match fixing, uh, Budgie had been out on a bender. That, that night, I think, with, with, with Bruce, uh, and he slipped over his house, and he was leaving the next day. Oh, really? He was driving away, and as he drove away, he saw like, this this convoy of police cars coming towards <laughs> the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> Crazy. The timing. Unreal. Yeah, good um, timing. <laughs> one last thing about these friendlies that Charmin hates. Um, I wouldn't want to have been in traffic in Pasadena by the Rose Bowl as 93,702. Had driven away after watching Real Madrid beat Juventus. Um, Craig, I can't get enough of this shit. I know <laughs> Charmin absolutely hates it, but I want to see the biggest teams at every great venue on this continent. Okay, can we please book someone that matters at Mosaic Stadium in Regina? Like you just know that at the forty-five minute mark of this show, or around that, you, you grumpy Charms is about to come out. So <laughs> you just triggered him. That was it. Was intentional. I would no, see, this is how no. you manage the show. Yeah. Hold, hold on a second, today because Jimmy's hold on a second. My my opinion before you give yours is I'll go back to the <laughs> when we saw the game in Vegas. Is that I'm just amazed by the you know the the turnout at these games or friendlies literally, and so the fans and the fandom and the popularity of 
soccer. And then you look at the second division USL, Danny Dicchio's team, you know, getting 11, 12,000 for their games down there and the MLS doing as well as it's doing. It's, uh, it's, uh, I think it's great. Anyway, Charms, Grumps, go ahead. <laughs> no, listen, I will just reiterate <laughs> what I mentioned last time, and that is this. I understand the tours. I get the tours. I've got nothing against the games per se. I will go to these games. But what I don't like is when you pretend it's a proper match and you actually saw Juventus against Real Madrid. Like you didn't. You saw a contrived version of it. You saw a, w- a watered-down version of it. That's fine. You saw your teams. They built their brands. You bought some T-shirts. You bought a scarf. It's great. It's great for the marketing of the sport. Nothing wrong with that. But let's just be honest what it is. So you didn't see your Classico two weeks ago. You didn't. You just didn't. Yeah. All right? If there's a name for Juve Real Madrid, you didn't see that either. But you <laughs> made a lot of money for the clubs. That's all I'm saying. Well... If they, how, can you, uh, how can you argue that? How can you argue that? No, I'm not arguing it. I just think that you, someone can appreciate it and enjoy it. And but you only yeah, have you can enjoy like, see, the, you can enjoy seeing your play. You can see, enjoy seeing Luka Modric trot out there and run around like he cares for maybe 60 <laughs> minutes, whatever it is. Look, right? but you're, you're not really seeing Luka Modric play football. You're, you're, you're just not seeing him play football. Your bandwidth for enjoyment is so small because you are British. So we understand that, and we'll give you that. Let's just say, as a podcast, we like to think that we're a glass half full podcast, right, Craig? Since when, Dickio? Do you remember Dickio? <laughs> I do. The OG. If you didn't listen to our interview episode, by the way, you should listen to it. Okay, so turf is a real problem. As I transition here to Major League Soccer, uh, a perfect timely transition because it's shaved years off of the life of Danny Dickio, the playing career, excuse me, of Danny Dickio, and I feel as though. It's probably going to ruin this thing that Toronto FC has going, Craig, if they don't stop playing goddamn games off on turf. Because yeah. We wonder why well, Lorenzo Insigne wasn't in the penalty shootout. We might know why. Well, and if they did as much research as Danny Dicchio <laughs> did before signing with Toronto, uh, this will catch him by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> How about that big boy, big bastard? He walks out on the field at BMO Field. He's like, what's this? Robo 2. <laughs> Carl Robinson did the same thing. We asked him, remember? Oh, I wasn't on. Was, was, is that right? Oh, he didn't know either? No, he assumed turf by turf. He thought it was grass, so he assumed it was yeah. grass. He assumed it was grass turf, like in England. Which disappointed <laughs> wow. us. We, we really hoped he would have said, well, your course did my research. Doesn't make Deitch look worse. But he didn't. No, he was in the same, same bag as uh, Deitch. I think wow. all these guys asked was, are there NFL lines on the field? And they went, no, there's no American football here. Perfect. I'll go. But there the will be in a few football. years' time. <laughs> Canadian football yeah. lines. <laughs> yeah. Canadian football. They only have three downs. What? What? Uh, what did you make of that outing against New England? I had thought that TFC would have been good value for money, Craig. They were like four to one at one point early in the week. That nap. Lock that in. And they go and lose on penalties to Vancouver in the championship on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then can't score from the penalty spot and can't beat uh, Josie Altador list New England. Yeah. Yeah, Fox, bro. Gonna, I tell you what, they keep saying it. When are they going to kickstart? They got their big boys now, and they're going to need to go on a winning streak because even though they're at their six points out, I think at the moment, if I'm right there, something yeah. like that. But there's also a bunch of teams above, and we keep talking about this, you know. So they're gonna they're gonna need a whole bunch of wins and a need a string of wins. So they're at gonna need the best out of them. They'll have the chance to take some points off these teams they're chasing. Um, New England, or in between anyway. New England being right. one of them that they play again. Right. They have at BMO. Yeah. Uh, Nashville, I think, is one of those teams. That's who they've they've got next in Nashville next Saturday. Another uh, another 8 p.m. Saturday night kickoff. But then back against Portland on the 13th, um, a win will absolutely be expected, even though Portland is one of the, you know, historically one of the better teams in, in the West, a much stronger conference at the moment. It's not going to be easy. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, though, starting to think that uh, they have shot themselves in the foot and they're going to run out of time. That should have been three points. We left to, to put the ball in the net, Charms. Someone new. Andrea Bellotti rumors have kicked up again. Is it really going to happen? Have, yeah. Yeah, he's a free agent right now. He spent many years at, at his club and uh, they're out there at the moment. I, I have to speak to my boy, Mikey Singh. This week about that, see what he's heard. But I'll tell you what, if if that they've one DP spot available right now, 
right? And obviously they need some defensive help. Although, listen, a couple of clean sheets in a row isn't the worst thing in the world. They're obviously, you know, working on that. But I'm not sure Jesus Jimenez is, is necessarily Bob Bradley's dream striker. If you can put Bellotti up top, Jesus Christ, he's 28 years old, scores a shitload of goals. He would score, he would just, just destroy this league in time once he figures the league out. It's probably too late now. I'm with you guys. I think he's, I think they've shot themselves in the foot. Um, but moving forward, you get a Bellotti, Bernadeschi, and Signe front line in Major League Soccer. Are you kidding me? That's sick. It, it would be disgusting. They would absolutely be favorites to win next season and for the next two seasons. Not a chance that anyone could couldn't handle that. I mean, how, how what team opposition side could you even build to not get throttled by a team like that? It'd be impossible. Would you have teams at their biggest rivals loading up with two center backs? The equivalent of DP center backs, I mean? Like, how do you match that? Yeah. You try outscore them? Well, you I mean, try and LA's get the other guys? LA's pretty good, right? LA's very good. Spending some money throughout their Defensively. lineup. They're still good teams. Yeah. But... It's, it is amazing, though, that it's actually MLSE. We're talking about the owners here. Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, they it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise us. They they have the money. They they will if they think it's right. Actually, go for a move like that, which is just incredible when you think about Syria and with these other guys in this league, what they're playing in. They're actually being enticed away, obviously by a lot of money, kind of like the live golf tour. But it's a good way to get them over here. Well, the report was, I forget who it was, it was a, a credible Italian journalist was saying that he's being, being offered $3 million a year at Genoa. Genoa, right? I think it's Genoa. Um, a year. And TFC are offering 10 mm. So what is, what is the cutoff? What is the number for you to go? You're in your prime, you're 28 years of age. I wonder if part of it helps that there's no World Cup this year for these Italian players, right? And they're not having to prove themselves this year to, the, to Mancini. So they can go for the money and then reassess maybe next year or before the next Euro. That could be a, be a thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, three to 10. What is the number, Craig, do you think as a footballer? I mean, that's a, you, you triple your wages. Triple. Yeah, I mean, that exactly. was, I, I, would, I would, like we said, this, said before, right, we discussed it. I would move to Saudi Arabia if you want to triple my wages. <laughs> triple is it? So you'd go from making zero right now to triple zero? <laughs> well, when Wonga pays us, yeah, uh, you, you wouldn't care if the nine eleven protesters were outside your house or anything, would you? No, no, no. I've got no shame at all. You know me, like like Donald. I've got, I've got curtains. The old Trumpster. He didn't give a shit. Oh, no, it's his golf course, back. right? Hosting the tournament. He got out there and played around with all of them first. Yeah, the pro am. Yeah, of course he did. I saw that. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> He'd be like that that penalty taker in Everton. It'd be Trump. Forcing it, right? Give me a give me a shot on goal, boys. You're in my stadium. I'd save Maybe his shot. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. You mentioned the guy that uh, TFC need, uh, not just a front man, but they do need a new defender. I didn't see this rumor that they're looking at uh, Cagliari's Luca Sepatelli, 32 mm-hmm. years old, yep. supposedly um, speaking to the Reds as well. I would imagine not as a designated player at 32. But no, 10 million I, I like Pilotti, Ten million for Bellotti is a fucking bargain in this league. In this yeah, league, he's, good. he's so good. And and like to your point about Jesus Jimenez maybe not being the guy that can play in between Insignia and Bernadeschi, a bit unfair to Jesus Jimenez, who normally in Major League Soccer in most setups would be the elite piece, you know, a key, a key piece, someone with his resume and his skill set. Right? I thought mm-hmm. he's done very well, Jimenez, and, and he's playing right. with the the two of them that first game against Charlotte you could see it elevate his game or as as um Jimmy explained guys that are at his level or near his level his IQ brought better out of him I thought and I I'd like to see him get a, a crack at it but I also would absolutely love to see them bring in someone at their level and uh, Andrea Bellotti would definitely be that and you can have two strikers you know you are allowed to have you know some depth as well so if you bring in a Bellotti and he's the, the the perfect solution in the first team but doesn't mean Jimenez doesn't get games and what a nice option off the bench he would be. Yeah. I think the only person that wouldn't want to see that happen is Ayo Akinola. Because well, I don't think yeah. he would get the minutes that he needs to try and impress John Herdman to hopefully get on that squad. 
Yeah, which, I know. It's disappointing. I, I was hoping, well, I think we all hoped so much from him, but it was a, it was a really bad injury. It takes time. Yeah. yeah. He's still finding his, uh, finding his feet again, for sure. Vancouver, uh, without Cavallini again, they fell short in Nashville. One, one. Did you see any of that, Craig? I did not. Neither did I. Charms. What do you think? <laughs> At least we're honest. This is what makes footy prime unique. It's only so many well, hours in the, in the day, right? Exactly. You can only watch so much football. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. And if you have any other interests. By the way, I want to ask you guys this. And I want to ask the uh, the Twitter faithful. I might tweet this out too. So I'm watching the the England, the, the, the glorious match from earlier today, right? And it's really the first time I've been back in my basement for a few months because of, you know, the pram shutting down and yada, yada, yada. And, and the wife wheels in a big freaking laundry hamper and says, do you mind folding these while you watch the game? Real reminder of what my life is like during the Premier League. I can't watch sports while doing something else. Even if it's folding laundry, which isn't difficult. I can't yeah, watch you, sports you while doing You could get that. a static electric shock. Right. It's, it comes with a significant risk. Risk, yeah. Exactly. Like, what is she doing? She could she literally me, kill obviously. you. She hates me. Unless you use Bounty. If you use Bounty, the probably is less out of static. No. <laughs> those, those little sheets go Footy Prime, way, the Craig. podcast, brought to you by Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. If you don't want to be killed by folding laundry, use Bounty. <laughs> it's yeah, your fault, me, like, is, is that Am I being, un, am I being un, unhelpful? Unreasonable? Uh, unreasonable, thank you, yes. Am I being unreasonable here? That Well, it all depends when, if you've just been sitting on your ass for the last week. Or whether yeah. you've been busting your butts around the garden, cutting the grass, yeah. putting it's in your some fault. plants, trimming, well, the trouble, I, edging. I, I did cut the grass. The trouble was she was away for like three days. Oh. Right? And then I did the old, uh, like the last minute cram for an exam I had to clean before she came back home. Oh, And I think I did one. a good job, but she can see through the cracks sometimes, I think. Yeah. Right. That, that explains she... why you've been so active in the chat and you've been tweeting more. <laughs> yeah, late I wonder what stuff. the hell yeah. was up with you, dude. All of a sudden, where she? about us, Craig. Alberta. Oh, seeing the family. Yeah, yeah. I had the house to myself. Red Deer. Red Deer, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I had the house to myself. And back in the day, boys. There. All right, lads, let's meet up somewhere, but not now. It's like, oh, yeah. I got the whole three days and a couch to myself. There you Amazing. go. So how much snooker did you watch? Actually, you know, None. it is the Champions League right now, actually. It's funny you mentioned that. Before oh, the actual really? main season begins, the Championship League. So I did actually watch a fair bit of snooker. <laughs> So predictable. Yeah. So I would say no, that wasn't unreasonable. For me to say no, or for her to ask. No, for her to ask, because you've done freaking nothing. Yeah, but I'm 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 a sports reporter. I have to watch these games. <laughs> oh, right. You're but, working. Yeah, but it's, see, it's your fault yeah. because at some point in this relationship, you got lazy and you stopped sitting there with a notebook. If there's a notebook, even if you're not writing in it, you gotta that I'm I'm working the game, babe. I've got, got, got my uh, my notes on my phone. That that, that doesn't count? work. No, yeah. go old school with a, a notebook. Yeah. Good point. At least that, and, and literally, she sees the notebook out and she knows. So there's definitely so, been times been guilty. She's like, "There's no way you're taking notes on this game. It's baseball." I'm like, ah, damn it. Damn it. I just so give the mirage of working is what you're saying. That's the it. mirage yes. of working. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good point. Good point. I told. Well, I, you're I, on she the phone. Didn't it doesn't look as though you're working. Yeah. It's like it's like I'm tweeting, which I probably am as well, but. Thousand percent. Yeah. Do you find Craig probably less so, but Charms, you say that you can't do something while watching the game. But do you not find that the phone it's impossible to not two screen a game? Like I literally have to put the phone on charge and sit and I'm going to enjoy this game and I will tweet yes. at halftime if I need to. Absolutely. Because, yeah. Because it really it does eat away. Yep. It draws me in. It does, and during certainly during big games, and and uh, like today, in, in fairness, I didn't have the phone out much. I was absorbed in it, and for big games in the prem, I'm I'm not. I don't usually tweet during the halves. People will may, they they won't realize that obviously, but I, I don't because I want to watch the game. But otherwise, yeah, it sucks you in, right? Or what, yeah. I wonder what B's thinking about this game right now, right? It just yeah. Yeah, I don't know why it really matters what other people are saying during the game or why I feel I've got to tweet something. Uh, And I do kind of hate that feeling. To to go back to the point of the article there, the Lebitard article, and speaking about how much social media has changed our business and our industry, and he had said if he wasn't 
in this industry, he would have no social media. He would never use it and he wouldn't be bothered by it at all. Yep. Maybe people want to post pictures of him and tag him. Okay, fine. But he wouldn't participate whatsoever. And I've said this to you, Sharmsa. I feel the same way. It's just part of how our industry is now that I have a, a use operate relationship with social media. It's not, it's certainly not a love hate because there's not much love in there. Often I'll, I'll be on the couch at night, for example, on Twitter, looking to see what's going on. Beside me is my wife on her phone, learning Spanish, <laughs> being productive and constructive. Productive. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Whereas this dickhead beside her is like, what's for Bruce Romano saying now? Yeah. It's pathetic. Yeah, well, to take you into uh, what it's like in my bedroom, uh, I'm cutting promos for Footy Prime at like two in the morning so that we have something for the morning. And my missus has probably fallen asleep to uh, this reading of Harry Potter. It's like a sleep uh, meditation app bit. It's like a whole kind of, it's not a book reading, but it's like a Harry Potter sleep story. And so, oh, yeah, it's a, a avoid sex dot like app. Yeah, you can get that on Apple. <laughs> God, anything to get him off me. Jesus. Yeah, 101 different ways to avoid sex. He keeps pestering me. Where's this Harry Potter app? You know what's near the top of that list, actually? Have your own independent podcast. That's uh, that's true. That's near the top of that list, Greg. How to avoid sex. All right. Well, we've done an hour. I feel like we should put a bow in it. The only thing we didn't get to on my rundown that I wanted to was uh, I stayed up. And watched, uh, well, stayed up, or maybe I'm a loser. I stayed home and watched LAFC in Seattle. Caravan of Friday, and I'm at home watching LAFC and the Seattle Sounders. Yikes. Yeah. Gareth Bale's home big. debut, though. Uh, they've yet to lose since Gareth Bale's turned up. And uh, what... They didn't lose many before he showed up. No, they haven't lost many. <laughs> no, they're a hell of, they're a, hell of a side. Um, yeah. But we've spoken, I know we've spoken a lot about this team, and we had uh, Max Bretos on. That north end that those those fans are the uh the 32 52 like that is just a rocking end and charms we've spoken Amazing. before about the safe standing zones and is bmo going to put that in are, are they is that know. part of this new That's renovation to put the safe standing yeah. in because i realize what makes it look so incredible in la specifically it's the angle right it's and if you deep if you go to the rogers center in the 500s which i did on saturday for the first time in a long time you realize how much steeper it is. That's what they've captured in this end in LA in particular that makes it look like the Westfalen Stadion at Dortmund. Yeah. It's at a 34 degree angle. Yeah, it's amazing. It looks great on TV. The atmosphere is electric there. They've done a really good job. We've, we've had a few on from that club. Yeah. Maybe DeSantos can hook us up and we can get out there for a game after we go to Orlando to watch. Deitch's Sacramento Republic beat Orlando's, Orlando City in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup final. Down for that, Craig? Yeah, why did uh, Orlando get the uh, final? Is there just how did that work? Uh, I don't know, but uh, I can imagine them wanting to put it in a put a final in an MLS ground and not in Sacramento. As yeah. turned out. Yeah, no, that's true. Very true. But, all right, guys. Well, uh, we'll have something else for you on Tuesday. Again, if you haven't listened to our catch-up with Dana Dicchio from Friday's show, you should definitely do that. But as Charms always says, go ahead. Just saying it's a big week coming up. Uh, Premier League kicks <laughs> off next weekend, so our yes. Premier League preview material begins starting on Tuesday. Our big preview show is going to be Wednesday. And uh, tons to get to. It's going to be a fun season. All games, of course, can be found on FuboTV.com this year. A new home for the Premier League. And if you were to register for Fubo TV, where would you go to register, Charms? Yeah, do us a favor, will you? If you're going to register, go to Fubo, FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime. You can find that in our uh, one of our posts, number of our posts, the last uh, 24 hours. But yeah, go on there and just, you can make us some, some money, right? Let's be honest here. You can make us some money, you know, so we can get better internet connection. So it's, it's yeah. worthwhile. That's it. All proceeds will go to repairing Craig Forrest's internet connection. It's been good today. It has been decent today. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, good show, one guys. One bad day. One bad day. <laughs> me and Wonger. Do you know how far apart me and Wonger are right now? We just oh, yeah, miss you, right? right? He's That's in New Brunswick. Well, when he went out fishing, I'm on the west coast of uh, Vancouver Island. 
he's on the east coast in Nova Scotia. That's a you can't get much further away than that in Canada. Because you two are such kindred spirits and tied together, does it hurt when you're that far apart, like physically? Are you? Oh yeah, I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, you can Not feel surprised. it. I smell a lot better. Yeah, probably do. Well, we can't wait to get you both back. And maybe we'll get together in person. Maybe, maybe not at some point. Till then, cheers for listening. And please keep buying newspapers. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.